Welcome to the Islander with Eli Kalilikani. I'm Eli, and uh, today's a very special day. We have another host. Aloha, this is Kazi Kapua. I'm coming at you. Glad to be here, sending all my aloha to everyone around the world who may be tuning in to us or with us on this broadcast. Aloha. So we just decided we sit down and talk with all of you guys and see how you're doing out there. And, um, you know, you feel free to join in and uh, any conversations, you can go ahead and comment on the website that's listed below. So Pua, what's up? How's everything been since um, the wedding? Not too bad, not too shabby, because I I have to say I've been like totally uh, getting my butt whipped with this whole full moon symptoms. I don't know about you, um, so yeah, I'm kind of into the moon, and it is important, especially being native Hawaiian here in the islands, because the moon, just like with any, I guess any tribe, right? If you think about it, yeah. um, the moon it phases in itself helps us to understand. Uh, our farming, our fishing, um, but it also has a lot to do with alignment. Yeah, and I think that there's a lot of energy with the moon and stars. Um, so astrology is another thing that I've kind of been diving into. I'm still a novice, but <laughs> I love to venture into those kind of, um, you know, mystic kind of topics. I just feel so, I guess, peely is what we say in Hawaiian, connected or connection with it. Um, yeah, always have, always will be. <laughs> right on, yeah, like myself, you know, um, from when we were young adults, you know, when I went into the Marine Corps, I um, really got into uh, heavy studies with different religions and faiths, and um, yeah, I, I myself, I, I ran into, you know, a lot of earth-based faith, and um, I, I wasn't on islands, so I, I learned a lot of um, mysticism from Native Americans on uh, the continent, uh, continental United States. For those of you out there that don't understand what we're talking about here at the islands in Hawaii, we talk about the continent as the um, the 48 states. So anyway, so I went out there and um, I was actually on ship and um, I got to meet a couple of shamans, Native American shamans from the Cherokee tribe. And uh, they took me under their wing and we started talking about a different faiths and you know, minor differences amongst the uh, native peoples of uh, North America, but it's pretty much the same. And then I, I did a lot of, you know, uh, studies into uh, Druidism and um, uh, Nordic shamanism, which is, you know, uh, shares a lot of the same basic tenets as shamanism in other cultures, but uh, very different. But um, coming back home, you know, it, again, the basic tenets of shamanism is the same, but, you know, the words are different and the faiths, you know, uh, they call the deities different things. But um, that's kind of my history and my background with everything. I love that. No, thank you for sharing. Um, like, so for the past full moon that actually happens this past Sunday, February 5th, actually good and excellent fishing and excellent planting um, during this full moon. It would be considered a snow moon that just came and went oh wow why, why uh -huh. snow moon why snow moon um if i'm reading it correctly so some of the i, I want to give credit where credit's due so where i got the hawaiian moon phase for today was from the hui maoli ola site um and that is on the kamehameha publishing.org moon calendar oh right on thank you for sharing yes, that right on I one more time for everybody that's new to the show absolutely so i just went on to the um the website or the address to find the 
Hawaiian calendar that I used for today is Kamehameha Publishing dot org slash moon calendar slash uh, Kamehameha and um, it is through Hui Mauli Ola which is empowering the people through healing and I think that's why I'm also into the mysticism um, metaphysics uh, because I've always been intrigued as a child you know I think we always think that we come into these special gifts yeah yeah totally <laughs> And so, like, I was like, oh, my God, I'm one of those X-Men, I believe, in my heart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I totally feel the same way. I, I wish I was more like Wolverine, something cool, but, you know. I know, right? <laughs> I wouldn't mind, this, you know, being Storm or whatever. If I, if I can fly, I'm cool. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, but looking at, you know, just Earth-based faith, um, mm-hmm. I, I say that just because, you know, it covers more ground, um, you know, around the globe. But the Earth-based faiths have been around for thousands of years before monotheistic, you know, Christianity and so on and so forth. And um, one thing that I've noticed uh, throughout my years of study is that um, like polytheistic or, you know, earth-based faith religions are a little bit more tolerant of people of different cultures. I, I've learned that over the years, and you know, there's a lot of modern history where um, monotheistic, one one deity is, is very... Um, unrelenting when it comes to people of varying faith and uh that's something that turned me off to a lot of faith but i i personally identify with you know um non uh monotheistic faiths and you know shamanism itself is the way that i practice my medicine and my my belief system and um that's something that you know it, it wasn't accepted especially when i first moved back home you know um there was a lot of our family members and stuff that uh, really looked at me a little differently uh, because I, I didn't follow the tr- traditional family, you know, faith of uh, Catholicism and, and Christianity. And it was something that kind of drove me away. And um, uh, before I, I got involved, you know, in my, my wife and stuff like that, that's kind of what pushed me away was that I always knew I was a little different. Uh, but um, when... I, especially when I moved in with um, my brother and my dad, then they, they had a hard time understanding, and my dad actually asked me to stop practicing. So oh, wow. it really kind of just like it deflated my balloon, you know. And um, oh. so that's a lot of why I stepped away from the family early on when I moved back home. Oh, had no idea. Wow, thank you for sharing because, wow, wow. I, and I, I can totally, um, I totally agree with you in that concept with the monotheistic and the polytheistic ideas. That's why I rarely kind of commit to just one religion because I say I'm more spiritual. I'm very open um, to learning. Yeah, exactly. Um, to my way, you know, I don't want to sh- just shut off anything. Um, and this is a little of a side note, dive deep. Um, if we really think about it, too, Jesus actually did a lot of his own spirituality before exactly. he was on books, right? Exactly. Because we miss a lot of his teenage into his man, um, his adulthood until he comes back on the scene from an infant to just being the adult man that we hear about in the New Testament. And so it always intrigues me to understand, like, okay, well, why 
why would they leave so much of that information? And when you kind of dig deep, he does resonate with a lot of Hinduistic or Hinduism and Buddhism mm-hmm. um, concepts. You know, even though they have a monotheistic theme to some degree, well, not Hindu, but um, Buddhist does in somewhat shape, way, or form. There is a source. Um, they still have an undertone of just basic love thy neighbor as you would want to be loved the same way right and that's the golden rule: treat others how you want to be treated and i think that as long as we have that as a, a moral compass because i feel like it's missing these days yeah exactly <laughs> <to> be kind <laughs> yeah. you know i think we'll speak so much volumes and and kindness doesn't have to mean you know going out of your way to do something it could just even be to acknowledge someone to just smile you know sometimes that that even is something that kind of i guess is a gift in itself for people, you know? Yeah, like, I, I've noticed that, you know, religion is a really sticky subject. Like, I, I don't consider myself religious as much as spiritual. And the thing is, is when it comes to that, like, uh, you know, for a long time, because people doubted me and, and downed me because of my religious faith, I took it upon myself to dissect theirs. And Christianity, unfortunately, is one of the easier ones to do so. Most of their tenets were built off of Egyptian um valleys like um for example we have like the virgin birth the virgin birth was of toth uh thoth or toth or thoth depending on how you look at it from oh my goodness from isis um Uh you know the the um what is it jesus you know um the son of the one god is you know the sun god Ra, and um you know it's just a a lot of different stuff a lot of similarities but then again who am I? I'm not there to, you know, poke any holes in anybody's beliefs. I truly believe that when it comes to religion and spirituality and faith, that it's like a big pizza. I believe everybody's got a slice of it. Nobody has the whole pie and that everybody has, you know, a slice to contribute. But I don't judge people's religious faith because it's like, you know, the saying, if you live in a glass house, you don't want to be throwing rocks. And nobody knows exactly you know um the truth about their faith outside of having faith and blind faith i think is dangerous and and a lot of uh, religions being a military guy uh wars and and conflict and violence over religion is real worldwide and um i don't think that violence should be committed in the name of religion but unfortunately that's something that is part of our human history Mm-hmm. i agree I agree. It is. It's. It's that. I think that level of identity, right? That we, um, yeah. as as a human race, we lean into because human biologically, we're just, I guess, more into a pack mentality, right? Yes. And yes. so, therefore, yes. we thrive on like-minded people. And um, if anybody wants to box spirituality, it would be through the concepts of right your religious background um and really uh i learned this in college uh religion 101 one of my favorite teachers is dr wong oh wow shout out to dr wong Wong? um but he he actually said you know um religion is based because it pretty much um people are afraid of death right let's be honest uh so they want to commit to believing in something that keeps our mentality i guess rooted with uh, a concept that although this isn't 
where we stop at, there's other places that we can go into, you know? So I, I really feel like it. You know, Einstein himself, this is something, um, one of the books I read that really strengthened my, my religious beliefs wasn't actually a religious book. It was a, um, a physics book. It's called The Tao of Physics, uh, written by um, Frigi Caprica. I got to get the name and, and uh, enunciation of his name properly. But um, basically, uh, you know, a physicist, a uh, highly renowned physicist, he was going through making, you know, different nuclear fusions and all this and that. And um, throughout the processes were um, proving Eastern mysticism. So mm. about gathering energy, how it's stored, how to move it, you know, mm-hmm. through various different mediums. And uh, to build on that, um, Einstein, and this, this really made me stop in my tracks because everybody knows Einstein. He said the only reason he believes that there's a soul is that there's an electric current that disappears when the physical body dies. That, um, that everything, whether it be a rock or, you know... You know, a tree, everything's got an electric current. And he was saying mm-hmm. that when the body dies, they still have an electric current, but there's still a measurable um, uh, electrical current that is diminished. And he said mm-hmm. that he believes is the soul, and that's why he believes that there's something bigger out there. Now, he didn't mm-hmm. go so far to say it was male or female or anything in between, but he said that, that in itself was proof of life after death. And he said, and, and as far as electricity goes, that um, being that that was an electric current that um, you cannot destroy electricity heat so you can repurpose it you can reshape it you can move it around but he's all you cannot destroy electricity so if you look at the spirit as an electric current it's released somewhere and he said but all electric currents have a source to return to he's all what is the source of the electric current of the soul where does it return to and that's why he believed that there was something larger than us Yes. Nikola Tesla, who was also the, one of the greatest minds of his day and age oh, as yes. well, during that time, had mentioned that the, the to understand the universe is to understand frequency, vibration, and energy, right? Totally. And you cannot destroy energy, right? You can yeah. transmute it and form it into something else, but you could never destroy it. And that is a profound thing because I think we could go back to even saying that the Egyptians believed in this concept as well, and, and oh, many yeah. other polytheistic um you know tribal uh cultures in general um and that's why the hawaiian belief and one of my actual sayings that i do hold on to an olelo noel which in hawaiian is like a hawaiian proverb a saying that we would use um one that i would use is and that means that all knowledge is not taught in one school and that you can actually learn from many other sources and i believe like that is probably why it brings truth to me because that concept of spirituality is the same breath you know has that same concept um behind it because spirituality does not have a box idea you know it's not buddhist it's not hindu it's not catholic it's not protestant it's very like the water like bruce lee said be like water right flowing it's it's forever morphing into what it is so when water goes into a cup as bruce lee said it becomes the cup you know (laughs) and and yeah i i just i i just feel this affinity to the concept um of going back to the whole conversation rounding it back to the moon and how many different ethnicities um cultures use it and you asked me the beginning 
why is it called the snow moon? Well, it says here, and giving props to where it needs to go, thealmanac.com. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. It says that the full moon is name, uh, names are used by the old farmer's almanac. Yes. It comes from a number of places, including Native American, Colonial American, and European sources. Uh, and traditionally, each moon, full moon, was applied to the entire lunar month in which it occurred, and not just the full moon itself. And so the snow moon, behind that name, it's fairly straightforward. It says here that it's known um, due to the typically heavy snowfall that occurs in February. Um, really quite chilly and it makes yeah. sense too because I am in the valley area and then out in Kahala you're a little bit more by the water to some degree and so you have that chill just coming through um, where I work and it's just been that way this whole entire you know last month of January into the beginning of this month and so oh yeah us too <laughs> over here man yeah it's been super cold so I feel like it does actually go with that name. Right on. Yeah, yeah. Like, see, I, I, for me, like, I've, I really, I didn't study too much into the um, cycles of, you know, the seasons and stuff, and you know, for farming and everything. I, when I was getting in, into the faith, is more along the lines of understanding uh, myself and how to, you know, um, communicate and be one with you know, everything, you know, whether it be one with other people, you know, one with animals, one with, you know, nature, um, and understanding, I mean, I had, I, with that, I had to understand a few things, you know, um, with the seasons and everything, but as far as specifics, I never really got that far, um, and I did a lot of stuff, we had, uh, at the time, there was a lot of issues with people that we knew that were, like, um, had issues with, like I, I would say negative energy you know some people call them ghosts or demons or whatever the case may be and I've always been interested in that you know type of um, energies so you know one of the, we had this actual this elder of mine um, he was in Tennessee his name was Wolf and he taught me how to channel my anger and my energies to use it to identify and um kind of stand up to these types of energies because i had a gray energy that was strong which you know i i appreciated gray because i didn't want to be white or black because you know white is too I, I believe it's off balancing as well as black but anyway so he was saying use these energies that i had to you know kind <clears> of <throat> impress myself on these energies and that's how um i learned but i do understand and i've, I've learned from other people that you know um I've run across so many people, you know, earth-based, uh, you know, earth children. And um, this one lady I, I ran across uh, maybe about four or five years ago. Um, where was I? I think I was walking around the swap meet or something. And I just felt like I had to talk to her. And she was running a booth and, like, she was doing homemade jewelry and stuff. And I was kind of acting like I was looking around and wanting to go shopping and stuff. And I didn't. I just kind of wanted to talk to her, but I didn't know what the heck to say. So... I kind of looked at her and she's all yes. And I'm like, what do you mean? Yes. And she's like, you're going to ask me if, you know, um, I'm a native. And she and I was like, oh, you're native Hawaiian. She's like, no, I'm native. I'm like, well, native what? She's like, I'm native of the earth. And I understood that completely because that was her faith. And she said that 
she was one that's like she wanted to you know multiply the abundance of what the earth can give and what we can give back and it took me a long time to understand that because i mean i understand the abundance of like you know wanting the earth to give but then it was the mutual give and take she was emphasizing and um, you know, years later like you know i use recycled water to water my fruits and vegetables and i got it planted on my property line to where you know homeless people can grab fruits or whatever and that's what i think it was about was that not only do we we ask of the mother to you know provide but to be able to share you know in the communal life and you know that was something that was you know it's hard for me to do as a, as a marine i was you know still am very like caged up and you know mentally you know always vigilant of the bad guy but at the same time um aware that you know i'm part of this cycle of life and that i have to contribute to that cycle not just have my hand out you know so i guess that's the closest thing i ever got to understanding seasonal you know changes and almanac and all that good stuff because i mean i understand i've never been a really good fisherman i love to fish but more to drink <laughs> but um yes. i've never used the cycles you know of of the earth to you know make a better harvest or bring in you know a better amount of food you know i just did it off of impulse so that's that's good to know that there's those resources out there for those that do um you know work with you know the mother out there you know so thank you yes yes absolutely absolutely um yeah i know heavy heavy deal and how many different you know tentacles we were able to just branch off of one thing over the moon yeah <laughs> <We had religion. laughs> yeah and, and but the moon culture. is so important you know it's it's good you know the moon is into all kinds of different weather patterns you know to the yes. surf to you know the, the tides when it comes to fishing i mean the sun i think if you had to put them like a, um, a pyramid they would be on the, kind of you know near the top to where everything else ripples off of their you know their beams you know whether it be a sunbeam or moonbeam but nothing would exist without those you know or even yeah. an inverted maybe it'd be better to put it as an inverted pyramid that nothing could be built up without them as a base you know yes yes they really are uh if you think about it the sun and moon are really are uh time yeah. as well you know it is that that clock that tells us um yeah so if we were to go into folklore right and if we talk about if we're staying on task with like as native hawaiians um the concept of maui right uh we see him in the sense of how it was glamorized um in moana but not everybody understands that there are other little myths about maui and how he slowed the sun for the hawaiian islands over here um, a lot of natives believe that in doing so um, what was happening is that his mother hina was trying to dry her kappa which is her clothing that is a hawaiian type of bark that is used to make clothing yes. um blankets and whatnot mats for that day and age back in the inside was able to actually lasso the, the the sun and able to slow down the track of the sun or the movement and path of the sun so that his mother could dry her kappa that she used <laughs> teaser case um but yeah and and it's amazing and i think our legends and our myths are actual uh stories but have kind of diminished right that human oh, yeah. Um, that human power that we had and you know going back to some of our conversation how I felt like I have these powers like X-Men you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
And I feel like it's with every single person. We have a gift and like a muscle. It's just there for us to either exercise it out and strengthen it or we kind of just let it to the side and let it be unless it comes out in a different way where it's needed for us, right? Well, when I, you know, I, I believe that a lot of, you know, especially with island people around the world, that we have a lot of similar um, mythologies because I believe that the island people, island peoples, you know, originated from the same clan, you know, way back in the day. And we all just kind of went to a different places, different islands and migrated and picked up, you know, minor differences. But we all have the same, you know, um, basic tenets and, you know, um, mythologies because that's global truths. I believe that island people that have been island people, you know, for thousands of years, you know, were fract you know, fractured from the the main population and for some reason or the other decided to leave. But that's Absolutely. something that we can talk about, you know, another day and um Absolutely. I really, really <laughs> want to maybe in the next uh episode, um, when we get together I wanna talk about some of the um uh Hawaiian mythologies and, and legends and try and tie them into the now if you'd be absolutely. interested to do that oh absolutely i'll definitely have to um make sure i have my computer in front of me so i can be able to credit and uh resource um where i'm getting my information from because i know that that's that's a thing you know what i mean people don't just want somebody ah, i'm just talking crazy over here <laughs> yeah no exactly i hear you and I, I do that too when it comes to you know other topics that i've chosen but um, mm -hmm. well, that's excellent. Well, thank you for your time, and um, you. you know, uh, Pua, you know, let's do this again really soon. And um, I wanted to thank everybody for spending you know this half an hour with us. It's been great um, sharing this with you guys. And uh, and uh, my name is Eli Kalilikani, and she is cousin Kapua. And this is the Islander. <laughs> uh, okay, Pua, I'll talk to you. Okay. Later. I gotta go.